This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Happy Friday. You did it. Made it to another week. Another weekend on tap. Welcome into On the Block. I'm Austin. He's Strick. On the Block, as always, presented to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Let Charles and his crew fix you a plate down there on 27th and Pine Lake, or you can order online at maryellens.com. Great show lined up for you here in this first segment. We'll get into the NFL Divisional Round. Four great games on tap this week, I think. We'll get into that, maybe uh, give our picks later in the show. 2.30, old friend alert. That's right. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Nate Brennan, rejoins the program. Looking forward to talking to Nate. Oh, yeah. I think he's officially settled in in Kansas City, is he not? That's what it sounds like. Nate said he's he's there just trying to get acclimated, you know, meeting people, uh, getting settled in his place, and, you know, it's just a new routine. And he says it's a little bit more hectic. Obviously, sure. the market in itself <laughs> would do that. So, yeah, he's mm-hmm. looking forward. He's, he's, he's excited about the opportunity, though. As he should be. Yeah. It's good people. Uh, at the end of the hour, we'll play the game The Shootout with Strick. NBA, or NFL divisional history. Some Ooh. leaders uh, for teams and individuals. So, if you think you know a lot about the NFL divisional round, you'll call in at the bottom of the hour. Uh, three o'clock hour, a lot to get into as well. We'll start with Strix picks. So we'll, we'll walk through the wild card, or the not the wild card, the divisional round games. Officially uh, get the picks from Strick at the top of the three o'clock hour. Big hoops weekend again. Great day on Wednesday night. The men and women both winning. They both play again tomorrow as well. The women have uh, Maryland and the men have Penn State. So we'll get into that. And then what's in store over the end of conference play, especially on the men's side with a dozen games to go before we cross it over? A lot of games. I mean, what, this is like six? They still got, uh, I think, six just in the beginning of the year uh, part. I, the end of the year and the beginning of the year, six games on the road. And mm-hmm. um, I think by the end of, by the time it's all said and done, it'd be like nine. So – uh, this is this is a rough stretch for them, and and t- if you can come out of this stretch fairly unscathed, I mean you could put yourself in a in a pretty good place for contention. I mean right now they where they found themselves, they jumped up the board a little bit, so they found themselves right around that what ninth eighth slot. They're I around think there? still in eleventh. It's eleventh, or maybe they're. Yeah, in I think 10th. they've jumped up. Did they get to tenth? Uh, That'd be huge if they did. If they're able to stay out of eleventh or lower. Yeah, I think they did make a jump, but. I'd have to just confirm because that that win helped you know make this jump that they were able to uh, find themselves not in that same bottom tier right now. But I could be wrong. Right now they sit at twelfth. Is it twelve? So yep. maybe just that that one uh, the night of the win, and then now other teams have also have have had wins and losses so forth. Yeah, okay. I know for one second, <laughs> one brief <laughs> minute, they made a nice little jump. Up the board, but that but that's the thing about it is they've got to they've got to um, in order to move out of the slot, you got to beat teams that 
or up and uh, up the tier. Well, let, let's just look at that schedule and the standings right now. So Nebraska's in 12th right now, three and five. The two teams below them are teams Nebraska has beaten. Ohio State is two and five in conference. Minnesota is one and six. A half a game ahead of Nebraska is Maryland, who's still on the schedule twice. Yeah, they're at three and four. Penn State still on the schedule twice at three and four. And Indiana, who you already lost to at three and on the road, well. so you're going to get them at home, which is good because you uh, lost to them on the road. I think you only get Indiana. Yeah, you only get Indiana once. Once, so then that so. doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. you, you know, you you had your shot at them, so that's not going to happen again. Right, and then something we haven't talked a whole lot about is Northwestern on a COVID pause streak. They had to postpone their game against Iowa. That one will get made up, and Wisconsin. So mm. Northwestern is really two games short right now, and that's an improved Northwestern team. Uh, that, again, Nebraska will see in the near future. So if you look at those teams directly ahead of Nebraska, you have plenty of opportunities throughout January and February to move up and make sure that you get above 10th place in the conference. Well, again, that's why home home court is so important of making sure that you take care of them. That's why there was a little bit of disappointment in, in the way that they played against, um, you know, Illinois, mm-hmm. you know, at home, and you get beat mm-hmm. that bad. I mean, you just kind of laid an egg, but, you know, it all comes down to the same things that we've always continued to talk about. If you look at those games, you look at their scores, you look at they've got to they've got to figure out a way to get up into that them seventies because they're they're you're just not going to win your full share of games if you don't. It's just that's just how it's working and that's how it's looking right now in the Big Ten. Plain and simple, six games or six games left at home, six on the road for the twelve remaining conference games. Well, just look at look just just look at overall. You see how it's playing out, Austin, in the Big Ten. Look at overall. Look at the teams, and most of them are having success where? Outside of Minnesota. They're winning at home, taking care of business, defending home floor. And the ones that are having the biggest success are winning the games on the road, which is your Purdue, so mm-hmm. forth and so on. So you you got to figure out a way to get on the road as much as they're on the road right now and snap some of those games. Right. is In January, like you mentioned, nine games in the month, six of them are on the road. You still have to go to Penn State, to Maryland, and to Illinois before the month is out. I would say Penn State is probably the most gettable road venue. The road team's won like nine yeah. of the last ten in that series. So Nebraska's yeah. done it before. Maryland and they're 3-0 of their last, their last games, and they broke mm-hmm. a streak going out there last year. Mm-hmm. They did. Uh, Maryland, that's just a weird place to play. Nebraska, I don't think, has had much success there. And then yeah. the State Farm Center in Champaign – Always tough. Illinois is talented. So if you get through those three road games strict, you only have three road games left. You go to Michigan, you go to Rutgers, and then the last Sunday of the year, you're at Iowa. I don't know how many of those are realistic steals. How many would you think Nebraska is able to get on the road? Rutgers is going to be one of the toughest to play, and then you're going to depend on what you're – you know who you have on your roster going up against Michigan. They've always struggled mm-hmm. because Hunter Dickinson has just killed them. Mm-hmm. You know, every time they played them, um, you know, I just don't know what their matchup is going to be like. I think Derek Walker, if he can get him in foul trouble, that would help them tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use Hunter Dickinson to spread their their to open up their court so much for them, mm-hmm. and his ability to run, his ability to stretch, his ability to finish, his ability to rebound. He's 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 a versatile type of player. They run great pick and roll with him. They use him well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, Michigan usually plays well at home. I mean, they've they've took a couple of losses, but they don't do as well on the road. But we'll 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 see. 
We'll see how it comes out. And like you said, those road games are the ones that the elite upper tier of the Big Ten are winning. That's not what the expectation is for Nebraska right now. So let's turn our attention to home floor. Yeah, I mean, and, and with that too, like you've got to really think about this is why it's it's scary because it's so it's so up in the air. Like Northwestern mm-hmm. right now, it used to be one that, you know, if you played well, you can clip them. They're tough this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the middle of the pack. Eight and three at home, three and one on the road. So they're not they're road warriors too. They're they're willing to get on the road and say, hey, let's battle it out. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so dangerous to kind of feel that you think you can clip somebody. You got to get the ones that you really think that you can get. Maryland is tough at home. Also, all these teams are tough at home. That's why it's not easy to go on the road. You got to play some of your best ball when you're on the road. Northwestern uh, coming up on Tuesday. Two really good guards in Boo Booey and Chase Adige that have given Nebraska fits before. But again, you have to find a way to get that one done at home. To just hold serve. Yeah. Plain and simple. Penn State. We'll see how tomorrow goes, obviously. They're not that much better than Nebraska. You've got to find a way to, to gut that one out at home. Wisconsin, I think as a program, you trust them more. But any given night, I think Nebraska, again, not the most athletic team. Nebraska's probably more athletic than Wisconsin, though. Which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, when yeah. you look at guys like Jamarcus Lawrence, you look at Denim Dawson, what he can do. Chucky Hepburn is a solid player. I don't think he's a great athlete, though, yeah. in terms of you know vertical bounds. So I think yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Nebraska's advantage. Great defender. Great. Mm-hmm. Great defender. Yep. And then you get Maryland, Minnesota, Michigan State at home. You've got to win two out of those three, at the very Period. least, don't you? Period. I, if you want to make a surge and make a run, and, and I found it. Um, I actually found what I was looking for. It was, and, and I said this before, um, it was Joe Lenardi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Joe Lenardi, who does bracketology, mm-hmm. he is the one that's, that believes that 10 teams will come out of the Big Ten. That's nuts. I, even that's if nuts. it's nine, I'm like, I would be looking at that as an opportunity. Just mm-hmm. get out of this. Put yourself in a position to basically – be in the talks or the conversation because if you do, if you can put yourself in that eight nine position with your quad one, quad twos, all the games that you play, you win your share of them. Mm-hmm. You have to. They're gonna. They're, I mean, no matter what, they can't deny you. It's like you've played one of the toughest outside of Kansas. Kansas is number one, but outside of them, you're number two with the toughest schedule. Right now, mm-hmm. strength of schedule, and yeah. I think you've you've got to figure out a way to put yourself in contention and put yourself in the in the mix of the conversation, since it's just people are talking about you getting that many teams in the tournament. You you might as well just go shoot for it, shoot for the stars. Right? Why not you? You know, yeah. it's always been someone else's turn. Why can't it be Nebraska's turn? So you look at twelve games remaining. Nebraska's ten and nine overall, three and five in conference. How many wins gets them into that discussion? I think they got to be around 500. Maybe one game, no more than two. Um, there's so much parity in the Big Ten. That's why I'm saying I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're outside of Purdue. I don't. I don't envision anyone just running away with the conference. Um, Michigan State has the possibility to fight, keep up. They've battled. Purdue had shown. I'm. I'm just still impressed with with Rutgers. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm impressed because. To me, Nebraska has a similar type of team. Right. And they just are doing a little better job at 
you know, taking advantage of their situation, but their schedule also not as hard. No. wasn't as hard. No. So, so that's something to look at. I still think Wisconsin is beatable. There, there's nothing about Wisconsin that, that would scare me. So I look up and down that. How Iowa finds itself in the fifth slot, they've gotten hot. <laughs> they've won four of their, their, last, mm-hmm. uh, their last four games. They're on a four-game win streak. Um, you know, I thought they were about to fall off the, the wagon. They, they mm-hmm. look like they just weren't playing great basketball. Now, all of a sudden, they're emerging. So it's just it, it seems like there's still roller coaster rides of, of changes still uh, left out there, mm-hmm. Austin. Right, and even Nebraska's record at three and five, Iowa and Wisconsin are four and three. That's only yeah. a game and a half back. Yeah, and you see both of those teams. You get Wisconsin at home, and you see Iowa on the road again. There are opportunities out there to make some hay. I wouldn't say it's the likely outcome that Nebraska gets to eighth or ninth, but it's on the table. And at this point in the season, the fact that this team can control its own destiny. If it takes care of business by winning games and figuring out that consistency portion, Strick, it's in that conversation. It's mm-hmm. earned every bit of it. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. And they've, they've got to continue to handle business definitely at home, especially down the stretch. So you're going to get your fair share of home games coming to the close, which always is, is something of, of positivity there. Uh, but if you can go on this road and become road warriors just for a period of time mm-hmm. for the next – Three weeks, if you can just be road warriors, ooh, you can put yourself in, in, in a sweet spot, no doubt. For sure. Uh, on the Sarger T- Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, Christian in Lincoln asks, why is it the Big Ten uh, gets several teams in the tournament every year, but you don't see many of them making runs in March? Great point. <laughs> I had Purdue going deep last year, and they broke my heart again. And and, and and it's like, I don't understand it. And I can't say that it, they beat up on each other. It's just, it, I think it's style of play. I think I think sometimes you get into, um, you know, the tournament, and it's a free-for-all. It's a style of play. It's where you're seated, who your matchups are. Sometimes those matchups, you end up getting against. Uh, you end up finding yourself against a super athletic team like uh, Mississippi State or mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, San Diego State, and then they end up just going nuts. And it, you're absolutely right. It seems to always happen, and I I still can't understand it. It's look, it's the same thing in football. You know what I'm saying? Sure. sure. I mean they. they, they, they for the last few years, Nebraska. I mean, the Big Ten has gotten two, and fall short. Yeah, fall short, and I don't know. I don't know what can change it. I think it's just style of play, and sometimes the style just doesn't match up with certain types of teams mm-hmm. at the next level. I think I think Purdue, you know, has something that's unique in their style of play. Mm-hmm. But um, outside of them, I can't say that Wisconsin would be somebody. I think Rutgers is dangerous just because they get after you on a, on a defensive level. But up and down the Big Ten, I don't – I don't, <laughs> I don't see anyone say, that dangerous. I don't see anybody. That's just being honest. And I, I mm-hmm. hate to say that, but that's just being honest. I don't see it. Right. So as you look at the Big Ten, the teams that you were going against in your days, was that the same – Back in that conference? Well, we were a big or, eight. Yeah. So we were teams making runs out of that conference? Or? So, yeah. I mean, when I was playing, Oklahoma State went to the Final Four. Um, we had Oklahoma. Uh, Iowa State would, would do okay. We, we, we didn't win. Uh, we would get there. And I think it was a matchup. I, I, again, I'll go back and say 
Danny Nee was a great coach. And I just I think there come periods where there were times in the game where Coach Nee would <laughs> would would over overtake and, and, and we would get outside of you know, Gary Bargain or Jeff Smith really was the the X and O guys and and uh, you know, Danny would take over and you know, we, we would end up coming up short. I would also say that there would be games that we just could not freaking hit the barrel of a barn. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. we just couldn't yeah. freaking hit a shot. And it would be – the teams weren't better than us. It just – you know, and, and I remember after winning the Big A tournament, we ended up having to play pretty quickly after – you know, it was a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. I think we had to be on the road that, that Thursday, and we didn't have much yeah. time. And, um, you know, that turnaround, I think we were just – emotionally spent i mean we had to make this crazy run and and we just got spent so yeah oklahoma state missouri missouri was number at one point made long and deep runs um and uh you know the the ones that we used to beat up on was probably colorado and sometimes kansas state and mm-hmm. you know those types of teams but you know okie state oklahoma was pretty solid missouri us um you know iowa state mm-hmm. and then kansas kansas was always going deep you know, but then they they ended up losing first rounders. They ended up being, whew, that, but that was Big Twelve. They're not they didn't right. do that in Big Big Eight, but no. Big Twelve they did. Uh, one last question then before we uh, get Nate Brennan on the horn. Uh, Texter says Nebraska probably needs six wins out of the remaining twelve to lock in postseason play. Could also be five and a win in the Big Ten tournament. I think, you I think, think that's I think, the most likely match. I think six for NIT. If you if you win six, you're above five hundred, so you can go to the NIT. six. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think six six nit. I think if they can win seven or eight, you might you might have a conversation. You know what I mean? Just because of what their schedule was, I I, I think here's here's why I think they won't. Okay, and I think the committee will say no. They don't look sexy. <laughs> no, Far you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. they don't look sexy. Like they're a defensive mm-hmm. prowess team. Don't look sexy. Very just down a big bland. name. Yeah, don't have nobody really that. You know, blows you away that way. That's where I see. I think the committee would pass. The last part of that question is: What do you consider a successful season? Getting out of that top ten. Okay. I mean, the, out of that that playing. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I, I with the schedule that they have, I still think they've had good success with injuries, with losses, mm-hmm. huge losses to certain parts and pieces of your team that you really need. Mm-hmm. So you can still say it's success. I think for you to really feel good and confident about moving into another year and possibly recruiting, I would have to say you get out of that top, that, that first playing game. Right. Anything more than that is just gravy at this point because it wasn't an NIT or bus season. No, 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 I didn't see that at all. Plain and simple. There you have it from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Eric Strickland. Again, on the block brought to you by Mary Ellen's. Coming up after this, we'll talk to Nate Brennan. He's down in Kansas City. We'll hear from Nate, hear how things are going, talk some. Some Huskers, some NFL, whatever's on Nate's mind. We'll uh, hear from him after this.